Hello, I am your host, Pedro Gelabert from the Long Island Church of Christ, reading with you the chronological Bible reading in one year using God's Word Translation by God's Word to the Nations Mission Society. Luke 10 After this, the Lord appointed 70 other disciples to go ahead of him to every city and place that he intended to go. They were to travel in pairs. He told them, The harvest is large, but the workers are few. So ask the Lord who gives this harvest to send workers to harvest his crops. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Don't carry a wallet, a traveling bag, or sandals. And don't stop to greet anyone on the way. Whenever you go into a house, greet the family right away with the words, May there be peace in this house. If a peaceful person lives there, your greeting will be accepted. But if that's not the case, your greeting will be rejected. Stay with the family that accepts you. Eat and drink whatever they offer you. After all, the worker deserves his pay. Do not move around from one house to another. Whenever you go into a city and the people welcome you, eat whatever they serve you. Heal the sick that are there and tell the people, God's kingdom is near you. But whenever you go into a city and people don't welcome you, leave. Announce in its streets, We are wiping your city's dust from our feet in protest against you, but realize that God's kingdom is near you. I can guarantee that Judgment Day will be easier for Sodom than for that city. How horrible it will be for you, Chorazin! How horrible it will be for you, Bethsaida! If the miracles worked in your cities had been worked in Tyre and Sidon, they would have changed the way they thought and acted. Long ago they would have worn sackcloth and sat in ashes. Judgment Day will be better for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to heaven? No, you will go to hell. The person who hears you hears me, and the person who rejects you rejects me. The person who rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The seventy disciples came back very happy, they said. Lord, even demons obey us when we use the power and authority of your name. Jesus said to them, I watch Satan fall from heaven like lightning. I have given you the authority to trample snakes and scorpions and to destroy the enemy's power. Nothing will hurt you. However, don't be happy that evil spirits obey you. Be happy that your names are written in heaven. In that hour, the Holy Spirit filled Jesus with joy. Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for hiding these things from wise and intelligent people and revealing them to little children. Yes, Father, this is what pleased you. My Father has turned everything over to me. Only the Father knows who the Son is, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son and those to whom the Son is willing to reveal him. He turned to his disciples in private and said to them, How blessed you are to see what you've seen. I can guarantee that many prophets and kings wanted to see and hear what you've seen and heard, but they didn't. Then an expert in Moses' teaching stood up to test Jesus. He asked, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, What is written in Moses' teachings? What do you read there? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Jesus told him, You're right. 
Do this, and life will be yours. But the man wanted to justify his question, so he asked Jesus, Who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man went from Jerusalem to Jericho. On the way, robbers stripped him, beat him, and left him for dead. By chance, a priest was traveling along the road. When he saw the man, he went around him and continued on his way. Then a Levite came to that place. When he saw the man, he too went around him and continued on his way. But a Samaritan, as he was traveling along, came across the man. When the Samaritan saw him, he felt sorry for the man, went to him and cleaned and bandaged his wounds. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day the Samaritan took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. He told the innkeeper, Take care of him. If you spend more than that, I'll pay you on my return trip. Of these three men, who do you think was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the robbers? The expert said, The one who was kind enough to help him. Jesus told him, Go and imitate his example. As they were traveling along, Jesus went into a village. A woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary. Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to him talk. But Martha was upset about all the work she had to do. So she asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work all by myself? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you worry and fuss about a lot of things. There's only one thing you need. Mary has made the right choice, and that one thing will not be taken away from her. Luke 11 Once Jesus was praying in a certain place, When he stopped praying, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Jesus told them, When you pray, say this, Father, let your name be kept holy. Let your kingdom come. Give us our bread day by day. Forgive us as we forgive everyone else. Don't allow us to be tempted. Jesus said to his disciples, Suppose one of you has a friend. Suppose you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, Let me borrow three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a trip has dropped in on me, and I don't have anything to serve him. Your friend might answer you from inside his house, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are in bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I can guarantee that although he doesn't want to get up to give you anything, he will get up and give you whatever you need because he is your friend and because you were so bold. So I tell you to ask, and you will receive. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. Everyone who asks will receive. The one who searches will find. And for the person who knocks, the door will be opened. If your child asks you, his father, for a fish, would you give him a snake instead? Or if your child asks you for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? Even though you're evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. So how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus was forcing a demon out of a man. The demon had made the man unable to talk. When the demon had gone out, the man began to talk. The people were amazed. But some of them said, He can force demons out of people only with the help of Beelzebul, the ruler of demons. Others wanted to test Jesus and demanded that he show them some miraculous sign from heaven. Since Jesus knew what they were thinking, he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is ruined. A house divided against itself falls. Now, if Satan is divided against himself, 
how can his kingdom last? I say this because you say Beelzebul helps me force demons out of people. If I force demons out with the help of Beelzebul, who helps your followers force them out? That's why they will be your judges. But if I force out demons with the help of God's power, then God's kingdom has come to you. When a strong man fully armed guards his own mansion, his property is safe. But a stronger man than he may attack him and defeat him. Then the stronger man will take away all the weapons in which the strong man trusted and will divide the loot. Whoever isn't with me is against me. Whoever doesn't gather with me scatters. When an evil spirit comes out of a person, it goes through dry places looking for a place to rest, but it doesn't find any. Then it says, I'll go back to the home I left. When it comes, it finds the house swept clean and in order. Then the spirit goes and brings along seven other spirits more evil than itself. They enter and take up permanent residence there. In the end, the condition of that person is worse than it was before. While Jesus was speaking, a woman in the crowd shouted, How blessed is the mother who gave birth to you and the breasts that nursed you. Jesus replied, Rather, how blessed are those who hear and obey God's word. As the people were gathering around him, Jesus said, The people living today are evil. They look for a miraculous sign, but the only sign they will get is the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a miraculous sign to the people of Nineveh, so the Son of Man will be a miraculous sign to the people living today. The Queen of the South will stand up at the time of judgment with the men who live today. She will condemn them because she came from the ends of the earth to hear Solomon's wisdom. But look, someone greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the time of judgment with the people living today. Since the men of Nineveh turned to God and changed the way they thought and acted when Jonah spoke his message, they will condemn the people living today. But look, someone greater than Jonah is here. No one lights a lamp and hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, everyone who lights a lamp puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in will see its light. Your eye is the lamp of the body. When your eye is unclouded, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is evil, your body is full of darkness. So be careful that the light in you isn't darkness. If your whole body is full of light and not darkness, it will be as bright as a lamp shining on you. After Jesus spoke, a Pharisee invited him to have lunch at his house, so Jesus accepted the invitation. The Pharisee was surprised to see that Jesus didn't wash before the meal. The Lord said to him, You Pharisees clean the outside of cups and dishes, but inside you are full of greed and evil. You fools! Didn't the one who made the outside make the inside too? Give what is inside as a gift to the poor, and then everything will be clean for you. How horrible it will be for you, Pharisees! You give God one-tenth of your mint, spices, and every garden herb, but you have ignored justice and the love of God. You should have done these things without ignoring the others. How horrible it will be for you, Pharisees! You love to sit in the front seats in the synagogues and to be greeted in the marketplaces. How horrible it will be for you! You are like unmarked graves. People walk on them without knowing what they are. One of the experts in Moses' teaching said to him, Teacher, when you talk this way, you insult us too. Jesus said, How horrible it will be for you experts in Moses' teachings. You burden people with loads that are hard to carry, 
but you won't lift a finger to carry any of these loads. How horrible it will be for you. You build the monuments for the prophets, but it was your ancestors who murdered them. So you are witnesses and approve of what your ancestors did. They murdered the prophets for whom you build monuments. That's why the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles. They will murder some of the prophets and apostles and persecute others. So the people living now will be charged with the murder of every prophet since the world was made. This includes the murders from Abel to Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the temple. Yes, I can guarantee this truth. The people living today will be held responsible for this. How horrible it will be for you experts in Moses' teachings. You have taken away the key that unlocks knowledge. You haven't gained entrance into knowledge yourselves, and you've kept out those who wanted to enter. When Jesus left, the experts in Moses' teachings and the Pharisees held a terrible grudge against him. They questioned him about many things and watched him closely to trap him in something he might say. John 10 verses 22 through 42 The festival of the dedication of the temple took place in Jerusalem during the winter. Jesus was walking on Solomon's porch in the temple courtyard. The Jews surrounded him. They asked him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I've told you, but you don't believe me. The things that I do in my Father's name testify on my behalf. However, you don't believe because you're not my sheep. My sheep respond to my voice, and I know who they are. They follow me, and I give them eternal life. They will never be lost, and no one will tear them away from me. My Father who gave them to me is greater than everyone else, and no one can tear them away from my Father. The Father and I are one. The Jews had again brought some rocks to stone Jesus to death. Jesus replied to them, I've shown you many good things that come from the Father. For which of these good things do you want to stone me to death? The Jews answered Jesus, We're going to stone you to death, not for any good things you've done, but for dishonoring God. You claim to be God, although you're only a man. Jesus said to them, Don't your scriptures say, I said, you are God's? The scriptures cannot be discredited. So if God calls people gods, and they are the people to whom he gave the scriptures, why do you say that I'm dishonoring God because I said, I'm the son of God? God set me apart for this holy purpose and has sent me into the world. If I'm not doing the things my father does, don't believe me. But if I'm doing those things and you refuse to believe me, then at least believe the things that I'm doing. Then you will know and recognize that the Father is in me, and that I am in the Father. The Jews tried to arrest Jesus again, but he got away from them. He went back across the Jordan River and stayed in the place where John first baptized people. Many people went to Jesus. They said, John didn't perform any miracles, but everything John said about this man is true. Many people there believed in Jesus.